Blog Talk Radio.
Iron Sharpening Iron, Smile 3E Ministries, with Blog Talk, which is a worldwide web radio service, and that we're also on Facebook Live. On tonight, I would like to um, talk about ministry starts at home. We can go out here and show much love, show plenty of love, show all the love we want to somebody in the street. But when you don't give that type of attention, when you don't give that type of uh, um, love and stuff at home, you cause your loved ones to wonder. You should never wonder if the person in your house loves you. You should never wonder if you love the person that's in your house like Minister Margo disagreed with me, prayer changes things. You have to learn how to pray to change things. It starts in you first before you can pray for somebody else to change or to get with it. Because one thing you have to know is in our household, when once you come inside that over that threshold and to the building, uh, nobody knows what's going on in that. Even if your curtains are open, your blinds is up, don't nobody know what's going on in there. But you have to know that you can be safe in your own home, which I pray you are. If not, pray. See something, say something. Something happened to you, say something. Reach out, look for help. You know, I was um, looking for some scriptures, and I, I, I'm going to start off with this one. Um, it's First Timothy. We're going to look at the fifth chapter and the eighth verse. But if anyone provides not for his own, and especially the, those of his own house, he have denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Now, that's bad. When you provide, but you don't provide for your own. You have to get, be at a place where if you notice that the sugar is low, if you notice that the soap is low, the toilet paper, the food, whatever it is, low, and you're able to, nobody should have to ask you to get this, get that, if you go in the kitchen and you notice there's dishes in the sink and, and, and they need to be washed. Um, if you're able to, wash them. Provide help at home. If you can't get them right there, get them as soon as possible because this is the place that you reside in. This is the place where you, uh, you say you love me. This is the place where you eat, sleep, rest. Clean your body, hopefully. You know, so ministry starts at home. Let's 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 we'll start with that. Um, I was reading some scriptures and I couldn't I couldn't write them all down. You know, I uh, got with my sisters today and uh, we went to Cheesecake Factory to enjoy our each other's company. Uh, three of us were together. And um, 
ever since uh, we lost our sister, Sheila, um, we've been trying to keep up what we had started. We've been trying to make sure that uh, we keep doing what we started. Uh, to be honest, it started with our mom. My mom used to take us out to eat, take us shopping, take us um, to the movies, the drive-in. Uh, she always made sure she had time for us. And I don't just mean on the weekend. My mom worked uh, second shift. At one point, she worked third shift. But she would make sure when we came home from school and did what we were supposed to do, she would take us in the car to the drive-in. She would go to sleep in the car, but we could watch the movie. Uh, she would tell us, don't get out the car without letting her know. If one had to go to the bathroom, we all had to go together to make sure she made sure we were covered. What you say, Margo? Our home is our first community. Yes, it is. Our home is our first community. And when she did that, when, once we got home from going to the drive-in, she made sure that we were in bed, we did what we had to do, and she would talk to us. And we know that she loved us. She always taught us Exodus 20 and 12 for us as children. Let's, let's read that real quick. Sometimes I think sometimes we, we need to go back over some stuff because a lot of times we don't remember. I don't want to say we don't remember on purpose. I want to say we conveniently don't remember. Hey, Trish, thanks for joining in. 20 and 12 say, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be longer upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And my mom used to teach us that all the time. You know, she used to teach us about what the word said about taking God's name in vain, taking his word and, and teasing the prophet and, and, and just always being out of place. Mm-hmm. What I mean by being out of place, not lining up with the word of God. She always taught us that it was consequences. Because of our action, there was reaction. That we couldn't just call on God when we needed him. We had to all, she always taught us, to stop by sometimes just to say, God, I don't need nothing. I just want to stop by and say thank you. I want to stop by and say I love you. I want to stop by and say, God, I can't do nothing without you. She taught us that. Now, regardless of what we did as we got older, but we know what our mom taught us. She taught us our ministry starts at home. And that was one thing I loved about her. She was a nurturing woman. Our dad, he was a dad, the average father. He went to work. He was like, I provide for the house. I protect the house. But by us being girls, he protected us because after we got a certain age, he didn't let us lean on his back anymore. He didn't let us sit on his lap anymore. After we got a certain age, he was like, mm-mm, you're a certain age now. You're going to lean on my back because of development. You don't sit on my lap because of development. He protected us. He never put us in a place that it would be suspicious or it would kind of look like, you know. 
So you have to be careful of what you're doing, what you're showing, what you're teaching your kids. But your ministry starts at home. If you stay in the Word and you stay prayerful and you talk to God and set up and have a relationship with God, a real relationship, God will teach you how to communicate with one another. He will teach you how to communicate with your children. God will teach you how to be parents. Now, I'm not saying every day is going to be like the sun shine, there's no clouds and no rain and no thunderstorm and no hail falling down. I'm not saying that. But if you stay in touch with the Lord and you stay in tune with him, God will teach you how to, you know, how you tell your kids, you're doing this here and I need you to do that. God will tell you like that, baby, you're doing too much of this, I need you to do that. He'll teach you how to shut up. He'll teach you how to slide over some and let him, let God have his way and so you can move out the way. You know how we say, Lord, let me decrease that you may increase? But we have to stop picking the places we want God to bring us down out of and allow him to release. We have to give it all to him. I'm going to give you a good example before I get back to my word. This week has been a trying week for me. And I mean trying. The old me would snap like that. You know the serious say snap, crackle, and pop. Mm. That would have been me. But I said, no, I, I keep saying I, I'm going to stay on Captain Jones. I'm going to stay on this record he made years ago that I love and I still sing. I'm going to stay safe. Mm. I ain't going to stop fussing. I ain't going to stop cussing. I'm going to stay safe. And, and I was really put to the test this week. Um, if anybody looking at this or see this, uh, don't get mad at me. But just listen to what I'm saying. I went to the store because I needed some tires. And my family has always been a Sam's Club card carrier. Mm-hmm. So I went to Sam's Club to get some tires. And I was look, looking at what they charged for the tires, and it had a certain price off. At first, it had these tires I wanted. I asked them, do these tires talk to you? Do they make you laugh? Do they sweet talk to you? You know, in other words, do they cook your dinner? Will they romance you? Will they rub your feet? Will they rub your back? Will they tell you some stuff that you know you don't want to hear, but you you gonna listen to it? She said, "No, ma'am, they don't do any of that." I said, "Well, let's find some tires that's gonna operate like regular tires at a certain price." So I bought the tires and I paid for the installation and everything. Now, mind you, she told me, "I'm talking talk. Sorry, let me take that back. I'm going ahead of myself." The young man told me that uh, I can make an appointment after I buy the tires. So I said, okay. I will make the appointment while the young lady is uh, ringing me up. So I buy the tires. She said, well, you can come in. I said, when can I come get the tires put on? She said, well, somebody's going to call you on this date, that date, and you come in that Monday. I said, oh, okay. That's the 31st. I said, but you said I could come on. They're going to call me on the 27th or the 28th. Now, you hear the date. It's October. 
I bought the tires October 21st. I'm sorry, 25th. Somebody was supposed to call me on the 27th, 28th to make arrangements. I figured that was kind of long, even though it's October 25th. I said, okay, uh, for Monday the 31st. I said, that's Halloween. Well, I guess I'll work with that, you know. So I didn't hear nothing from nobody on the 27th. I said, well, maybe they'll call them all. Didn't hear nothing on the 28th. So I called them. I let the phone rung and rung and rung until it shut off. Y'all know how phones do that. Ring so much it just shut off. So I kept calling, kept calling, kept calling. By this time, I just gave up. I said, I'll call tomorrow. Started early in the morning, which was the 29th. So I called the next day. Same thing, same thing. I finally called in and got a chance to talk to a manager. And I said, I've been trying to call for two days, over a couple of hours. I can't get anybody. He said, hold on a minute. I'll, I asked him for his name. I wrote it down. I said, okay. He got me to somebody. And the young man that he got me to say, oh, well, ma'am, I don't see anything in the uh, computer that you bought uh, tires or you did. I told you, you don't. Well, okay, I got the receipt right here in front of me. Let me give you the number. All of a sudden, my information popped up before I could give him the number. I said, okay, well, do you see an appointment in that for me? He said, no, I don't see an appointment. I said, well, you know what? I need you to look at my records, I said, because I was told I would have an appointment Monday. Anyway, the young man gave me an appointment to come in for Monday, and I said, well, you don't have nothing for the date for the 30th or nothing like that. Um, I said, because I, I really, if I don't have to wait, I prefer to come in on Sunday if I don't have to come on Monday. So he said, well, okay, um, I, I got something here I can give you 10 o'clock. I did that, okay, I'll go. So I went in at 10. Um, took a little while for get somebody to wait on me, okay, a little while. So long story short, the young man told me it would take an hour to put my tire on. So after uh, I'm walking through the store, he didn't tell me where to go sit down, where to go wait, do it. So I said, I'm here, I'm going to go buy some stuff that I need for the house. So I go through the store. I try to get my longest. So I go up to the front of the store, and I sit down at the front of the store. You know those little carts you roll ride around with? And I looked at my clock. I said, oh, I, he told me at 11 o'clock it would be an hour. I said, it's after 12. Let me go over here and try to find somebody. Couldn't find nobody. I finally had to walk up, up to a point, you know, at the service desk, and I met somebody a manager coming through, and I said, hey, what's going on with my car? He said, oh, let me check it out. He went back there to see. All this time, this young man will come to the front and tell me, oh, I was able to get one tire off. One tire? Well, it was hard to take the tire off. I said, what do you mean, son, it's hard to take the tire off? I said, all you do is loosen the lug, let the air out the tire, and take the tire off the rim if you don't know how to break the bead push down on the tire to be the brake, you know. And I just said, okay, well, well, I don't know how to get these tires off. And he was just, I'm still new. I said, you don't tell nobody that. You don't never tell nobody you knew. You say, if you have to make it up, and you may be new, you say, well, you know, we don't have the tools that I don't have the tools that I need, which if you don't know what to do, that's a tool. So you're not telling no story. I don't have the tools that I need to uh, further with your car. So anyway, mind you, I got to get another appointment to come back because it took him over an hour 
for six months higher. That didn't make it no better. It gives me a two days to come back for my rest of my tires. So I go back two days later. Y'all know I'm heated. I'm heated. I'm heated. Like, you know, it's a long story, but I'm going to cut it down. I'm heated because I'm, I'm going to stay saved. So the next thing I know, I go back two days later just for them to put two more tires on. Now I became a pressure cooker. But I'm going to stay saved. So when everything went on, they told me one lug was stripped, one lug was swollen. I said, ma'am, you can't get the lug off. She said, no. I said, well, take an impact, put it on the lug, take it off. If you don't know how to do it manually by putting a socket on it, tapping it with a hammer, mallet, whatever you have to do. I said, put a power. I, I, I don't know how I can't do it. I said, okay. She said, you're going to have to go to a tire shop or somebody to get them to do it. I said, mark the, you know, the tire, the uh, lug. She marked it, what was going on. So I went over to my cousin's uh, tire shop on the west side of Chicago. Now, I'm driving, driving all the way from 95th, Evergreen, yes, Evergreen, to the west side of Chicago to Peyton's tire shop. I go in there, my cousin Nick, <laughs> right off. After I let him talk to the lady, everything. Now, I'm saying all that to say this. By me being so tried, it took me all day, four days, to get some tires put on my car after I purchased them. One day, then two days, then the fourth day, it took me two trips, one to go there, one to go out west, then one to come back, and one to go home. That's too many trips to get four tires. So I was so heated, I have a bad, bad headache. So the enemy was telling me, you should snap, you should do this, you should do that. No, no, no. When I got home, I kind of like, all right, I'm going to go in the house, take some of this headache, and I'm going to take a nap. But before I could go in the house, the enemy tried to start talking to me. I said, uh-uh, I'll start praying for myself right then and there. Tell me I pray at work. I said, God, don't let me go in the house with an attitude because of some, what somebody else have ticked me off with because they didn't try me and I'm upset for what's going on for four days. So basically it was a tire day. That's how I looked at it. So today we're going to skip on to another. So today I go to meet up with my them to go eat and I put in the GPS I wanted to go to Cheesecake Factory in Schaumburg. I could have drove to Michigan City at the route and the way that GPS took me around, I left my house at 1 o'clock to meet them at Cheesecake Factory at 4 o'clock. Why I didn't get to the Cheesecake Factory until almost 5 o'clock? Now, I had a headache so bad that I couldn't even enjoy my food, but because I had such a bad headache, it had adjusted my personality, and I was not trying to be nice, nasty, and I was not trying to be nasty. But because the enemy would try to get in. And when it say your ministry starts at home, this is your home. It's besides the home you live in. I had to adjust myself because of the enemy trying to sneak in and destroy my peace that would cause me to destroy the peace of the company that I was with 
that will cause me to destroy the peace of the person that's waited on me that didn't deserve what I was going through. So I had to sit there and pray for myself, not my, not not um, looking at the fact it was just the enemy. Then I'm trying to get home after we're doing a dinner so I could be home in time to do our ministry and why it takes me more time to get home from Schomburg than it took me to get there. I'm going to stay safe. I'm just, I'm just showing you all how you have to be in tune with God where you have to hear God when he just tells you, pray. Your ministry starts at home. This is your home. This right here. You know, look in the mirror. Before you can minister to someone else, you must first have to minister to yourself. You must first know how to minister to yourself. I know a lot of you are about when I say ministry starts at home, I'm going to talk about my house. Yes, I'm talking about that. But this is home. This right here. This is home. If you can't minister to yourself, how are you going to minister to the church? How are you going to minister about the church to somebody? How are you going to be? You have to be in a place where you have to say, uh-uh, God, this right here. Get this as Blake do on the voice. Get this right here. Because, as Minister Margo says, the enemy wants us to rob us of our peace. Yes. He tried to rob me of my peace because, see, I know God has brought me so far away from where I used to be. Things don't, anything come out of my mouth no more. I've been speaking on it. Others been saying it about me. And the enemy just going to try to show, oh, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show y'all. I used to have an attitude where what comes out, that's it, that's all. You get it. Oh, well, I said it. I meant it. That's it. I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. But I had to start asking God to put a bridle on my tongue. I had to start asking God to go down on the inside of me and get that thing up out of me that don't care how other people feel about what came out of my mouth, what came out of my hand gestures in my head and my body, my language. I had to ask God to get that. And just on this week, I'm telling you, the enemy tried me. Now, the enemy going to try you too. If you mess up, if you slip, if you hit your foot against the rock, if you stumble, if you fall, Guess what? You can get back up. You can say, God, see, that's right there. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I need help. When the young lady, the young men, the managers, the supervisors all was talking to me like I wouldn't I wouldn't make it no sense and uh I should be understandable and I'm like, I didn't pay you all X amount of money. I paid more for my tithes than I paid for my mortgage, okay? And you're going to inconvenience me? You're going to have me come back four days for to have some tires put on? When they was talking to me, you know how you be saying blah, 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 blah. All I was saying was, Lord, help me, Jesus, get a hold of me. God, don't let me embarrass you right now. God, don't let me interrupt 
what you have done in me. Don't let me unfix what you have done. God, don't let me pollute what you have done. God, don't let me have to start over for where you brought me from. What you said, Margot, I signed up for, Prophet Antoine. Shut it in my mouth. I, I, ooh, my Lord, Minister Margot, I signed up for that too. I, ooh, when I first heard him say it, I said, God, I need that thing. I need that ministry right there, that shut my mouth ministry. It's called shut up ministry. And as I was saying, while the uh, people was talking to me and I was looking at them, if my head had had those those numbers and letters that go across where you can read it, it would have just been reading, save me, Jesus, shut my mouth. God, you are in control. Take over, take over. I, I, it wasn't going to be saying caution. I'm going to blow up. I just began to say, God, I thank you. 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 This is what I'm saying in my, my heart and in my mind because I know God had been working on me because the old me, baby, you would have caught one. I went home, should have walked around here fussing, and, and probably would have got myself to the point I would have started cussing. Ah, let's keep it real now. Let's keep it real. We all need deliverance daily. I was fussing so much inside that I said, God, don't let that come out because you are not going to get the glory or the honor. Not only am I going to embarrass myself, God, but I'm going to embarrass you. Because the young man heard me start off with saying, Young man, I'm going to stay safe because I know what I was told. I, I, you've got to find me an appointment. That's how it started off. Now, I didn't want to go from I'm going to stay safe and God do this and God do that. And then I'm, mm-mm. I'm not going to embarrass my God. I thank God for everything he's done for me. I thank God for everything he's doing for me because one thing it is, even in my house, at one point, not only did I have to have the last word, I was going to get it. Yeah, you heard me. I was going to get it. But even now, God is teaching me how if you can't shut up, get up, walk away, go take a deep breath, and come back and, and say, um, I'm going to make sure I got this right. We're going to start over. See, a lot of times we're so busy being concerned and complaining about what we would do and what we're going through, we haven't stopped to think about this God. I'm going to pause for you to catch that. Now, if my day went like that, I wonder what the sand day go like. If my day went like that, i got to wonder what my son's day go like. So if my day went like that, I got to think about what are my sisters, my family, other family members, what did they day go like? See, I had to stop doing the me, I, my ministry and start thinking about, okay, what did your day go like? Just because you didn't come in saying nothing and complaining about nothing don't mean today nothing went then nothing go wrong. See, a lot of times, women and men 
operate totally different. We as women come in flying off the hook. A man will come in and sit down, and first he's going to get it right with himself before he speak on it, whether that day or the next day. But we have to be in such a place that we got to be like that virtuous woman in 31 Proverbs, that not only will her husband put his trust in her and he know he can trust her, but he can lean on her. Not only will her children call her blessed, honor her, but they know they can trust her, and they will. Not only will her, her family learn how to receive her because they don't look at her the way she used to. I'm talking about me today. I, I'm making this ministry a personal ministry because I'm telling you about my ministry. God is showing me that how it starts at home. So when your family learns how to receive the new you because God has put new wine in his old skin, baby. New wine in his old skin. When you realize that you have become new in Christ, you have to be willing and accepting the fact that there's a new wine in you. Now, you could say, uh, you're going to whine like a baby. No, that ain't what I'm talking about. When something comes out of my mouth from now on, I expect it to be life. Mm. Sometimes not saying a word is life. Because when somebody is talking to you, not all the time do they need your comment. Sometimes they just needed your ear or your shoulder or just your presence because they needed to vent. Every time I do something from this point on, I try to put myself, do I really want to hear what they got to say? Do I really need to hear what they got to say? God, can they, I just need to get this off my chest. I need to get this out. Because sometimes when a person is talking to you, you're, you're down on the inside, you can just start singing down in there, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, they need you. Lord, they need you. You can just start singing and just the spirit that's on you that come out, it'll come out your pores. Then they will say, well, what do you think? And then you can end it up with, you know what, all I can say is, baby, I'll take that to Jesus. Prayer works. I know people get tired of hearing that, but you know what I get tired of hearing? Somebody cussing. You know, it used to didn't bother my ears, but it bothers my ears. You know, I grew up on uh, Walnut over by Garfield Park. I lived over there almost all my life till my mid late thirties. And it was one thing I never did realize till I moved away. I had been over there so long and it had been happening so long I couldn't hear it no more. I couldn't hear the L, the Lake Street L when it went past. Because my ears was immune to the sound. I was so so caught up with the sound that it didn't bother me. I was so caught up in the sound that when the L went past, I didn't twitch up and hold my ears. But if I go over there now, I can hear the L coming. If I'm on homing, I can hear the L coming from past Kenzie. 
California area, or I can hear it coming from uh, past independence, coming from the Pulaski area, and I begin to do this because my ears can't take that noise no more. Hey, Linda, thanks for tuning in. So when you start hearing stuff that you used to hear, it didn't bother you. Kind of think maybe you may need need to pray a little longer. You may need to pray a little harder because you're still in the same old place. See, I got some new wine in this old skin. When I talk to certain friends and stuff, or I call us, I just call to check on you. Get up, get out, get live. You know, I, I thank God for giving me a heart to care about somebody else. See, that's how I know God did a great thing in me because it was once upon a time I only had uh, three capital letters in my vocabulary. It was M for me, mm-hmm. M for myself, and that one little letter I, <laughs> me, myself, and I. But now I don't think like that. I thank God for everything, everything, because first thing I had to realize was ministry starts at home, and my home address is Sylvia. That's my home. It had to start in here first, where I had to say, God, I need you, because this flesh stinks. This flesh says it loves. But you spell love, L-O-V-E. I'm starting to show the love is Mm -hmm. (laughs) L-U-V. I don't want that kind of love no more. I don't want no love. I want love. I want to apply love. I want to give love. I want to pass love around. And I'm saying, God, I don't know how to go about going back to the old. I don't want to because when I see me now, I don't wear makeup too much no more. See, before I was hiding behind my makeup, my foundation, my press powder, my blush, my eyeliner, my highlighter, my all that. I was good. But see, now I'm happy with what I see because, see, this is me. This is what God made. He put some old skin up, and he said, I'm putting some new wine in it. Uh-huh. He didn't take it and make it new. He put a new wine in it, a new desire. Mm-hmm. I desire now to see God's people the way he sees them. I desire now to talk to God's people the way he say talk to them and just say to sit a girl, please, look here. There's nothing that God can't do. All you need to do is apply God to your life 100%. I'm not saying you're not going to mess up, because I do. I'm not saying you're not going to make mistakes, because I do. I'm not saying that you're going to have easy days, easy nights. I don't. Because, see, if we don't go through trials and tribulations, we won't have nothing 
to call on God for. We won't have nothing to thank God for. We have to stay in a place that at all times we have to say, well, God, I need you. God, I thank you. God, I love you. God, I just want you to know that I don't worry about what I can't do no more. I said, Lord, if only one or two people look at my ministry, God, I'm happy with that. If only one or two people look at the uh, rebroadcast, if only one or two people call in and look on the, uh, I'm talking, sorry, listen in on the archives of blog talk, God, it's okay. Because when when the uh, shepherd, we talk about Jesus, when the shepherd went after the sheep, 90, he had 100 sheep, 99 saved place, but one walked away and he went to find that. I thank God for being that one sheep that he went to find. Because, see, I could have been left out there for the wolves, the tigers, lions, and bears. Oh, my. But I thank God for the shepherd who came to find me to say, I got some new wine to put in that old skin. I love her today like I did the day she was formed, before she was formed in her mother's womb. I thank God for loving me like that. That when he told me when I was a young lady, he said, your latter years be greater than your first. See, I guess you have to know your story. I ain't going to say mine. See, I know my story. And when I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed. I have a testimony, and I thank God for that because I finally got it. My ministry starts at home. I thank you all for listening on tonight. I thank you all for tuning in. I hope somebody got something out of that. I I, I thank you all for listening. That I'll tell you how my mom raised us, that Exodus 20 and 12, honor thy mother and thy father, thy days shall be long on this green earth that the Lord has given thee because I honor my parents. And I know to this day that's why I'm blessed. I know because God promised. He promised me how to do it, and I thank God for that. I thank God for letting me know that he hasn't given up on me. He didn't forget about me. So, uh, so much of me that he put some new wine in his old skin. I may not have had a lot of scripture for you all tonight, but I tell you, just telling you about Exodus 20 and 12, the promise. I'm living the promise. And to tell you about how God put new wine into an old skin. <laughs> Y'all see this hair? Yes. Old skin with new wine. Thank God for it. Thank God. So if you all on blog talk have anything that you would like to say, or, uh, please say something now. I thank everybody on Facebook for joining in and the comments that they made. For blog talk, the lines are open. If you have anything to say, please speak now.
Okay, well. Uh, can you hear me? I just want to say God is faithful. Amen. Thank you so much, Apostle. So um, we're just looking at what's going on. Uh, is there anybody on uh, Facebook would like to say something? I see my friend Linda say she wanted to come on. So I'm saying she wants to. But um, I'm just so excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay, well, these are our closing remarks. If anybody else on Facebook would like to say something, you can type it in at this time. If anybody on Blog Talk would like to say something, you can just uh, come in and say something. Um, I'm going to get my notes. This was the first Friday, so I'm happy for it to be a part of Smile 3E Iron Shopping Iron <clears throat> tonight at 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Peace to Standard Time. Minister Margo, say thanks for sharing your testimony. God bless you. God bless you, Minister Margo. Uh, I thank God for Smile 3E Iron Shopping Iron. This is a ministry that God has called to come to come in place. It's not a ministry that was just threw together. It's a ministry that teaches um, ministers and teach the viewers to listen and those that watch in on Facebook the things that God has done with his different um men and women of God, through them. And I just thank God for Smile 3E being a platform, an iron sharpening iron that lets you know you don't have to wear a big hat. You don't have to drive a big car. You don't have to be one of them that think they sit high and look low. God uses any place that wants to be used. God even used those that don't even know they are being used because God is going to have his way. And I just want you all to know, I thank God for allowing me to be a part of this great ministry, Blog Talk Radio and Facebook Live. Um, next Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we will be back with our very own prophet, Antoine Thomas. It will be his turn to minister for next Friday. Um, I'm so excited about that. If you would like to come back then, please do so. Share it. Watch my Facebook postings. Uh, this Monday coming up is the first Monday. Uh, please, please, please tune in. We will have Dr. Serena Wright as our guest speaker. She is a awesome woman of God. She wrote a book that's called The Last Prescription You'll Ever Need. You can get it on Amazon. And uh, she's just, when I tell you, she's a powerful speaker. She loves the Lord with her whole heart. She's a great worshiper. She's a great praiser. Uh, she is one of God's great vessels. And I thank God for that. So please come in on Monday night at 8 p.m. 
such a Sabbath time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Sunday, I say the best for last. Because that's Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our very own Dr. Apostle-elect, Sylvia Kaiser. She will be our speaker for Sunday morning, along with Minister Margot McCor and Minister Brandon. And if possible... I believe Minister Carvine Merritt will be joining her to speak on this Sunday. He has said he wanted to be a part of this ministry. And see, that's one of the things I was talking about. Ministry starts at home. Because he's a young family member that said to his auntie, I want to be a part of what you're doing. Because of the ministry that started at home. People are watching. No matter what you see, no matter what you do, no matter what you think. When I say no matter what you see, you may not see people looking. They are. You may not see people doing the things that they're doing concerning you. They are. You have to be so mindful of the gifts that God has put in you that you must keep it under the anointing. You must keep it under God's power. I hope you understand what I mean by that. Um, The enemy would try to come in and pervert what God is doing. You know how they say when you know better, you do better. Don't let them pervert your ministry. Don't. So, again, I thank God for giving me this opportunity to speak on tonight. Uh, Y'all, I love y'all with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. Let's stop and pray right now. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for everybody that's looking in live and listening in live. We thank you for those that's going to come back and look and listen on the archives and the replay. God, we just ask you to cover each and every one of them need, God. Let them yield their old skin for the new wine that you're going to pour into them, oh God. God, I thank you for everything you're doing. In this day and time, God, we need to pray. We need to pray more and more and more. We need to know that, God, you are our only source. God, without you, everything is going to be hard to accomplish because we're trying to do it instead of giving it to you and letting you do it. God, use us in the way that you need to use us, God. Bless our households. Bless our finance. Bless our jobs. Bless our schools. God, bless our children, God. God, protect the innocent children. God, for every wolf, for every beast, for every demonic spirit that's rambling and roaming around, God, we just ask you right now, God, to destroy whatever attempts they try against the people, against your people. We just ask you, God, to be our Lord and our Savior 
We ask the people to pray and ask you into their life so you could be our Lord and our Savior, God. Cover us with your blood. Cover our household. God, we apply your blood over our doorposts. God, we just want you to know that we love you with all of our hearts. God, we thank you. We thank you. Bless every viewer. Every one of them that has something on the altar. Whether it's been there for a while or something new, God, we ask you to answer their prayers. God, cover our bodies. Fill us, oh God. Take away the pain, oh Lord. Soothe the pain. Give us rest. Give us peace. Give us your healing power. God, teach us. Teach us, oh Give us a desire to want to be saved, oh Lord. Give us a desire to want to be with you even more. God, we know your mercies are new every morning. We know that your mercies are new every day. We know that your mercies are new every evening, God. We thank you for your mercy, God. We thank you for your grace. God, we may not do things the way people think we should do it. Make sure we know. Let us make sure we know that we're asking you to give us your divine gifts. Give us your divine interpretation. Give us a spirit of discernment. Thank you, for those of us that don't know how to pray, are still learning how to pray. Teach us, oh God. Mm. God, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you all to know that our foundation of scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So when you are seeking God, Make sure you speak with him wholeheartedly. Make sure you're not playing like it. Like I said, you find yourself where you stumble. You find yourself where you slip. Not on purpose. Not on regular. But you just say, God, help me, Lord. Hey, Prophet, thank you for tuning in. I just told everyone they can tune in next Friday and, um, Listen to you, man of God. I'm, I'm excited to hear you speak. I thank God for tonight for speaking about ministry starts at home. Just remember, this is your ministry. This is your home. It has to start within you here. All right. Good night, everybody. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.